Selam. Merhaba. And hoş geldiniz. And welcome to the first episode of the Dizzy Vibes podcast. I'm Ali. Hi, everybody. I'm Marnie. Hey, I'm Ray Ray, and welcome to Dizzy Vibes. So you're probably wondering what is to expect more on this podcast as you only got a little glimpse of our trailer. But today's episode, we're going to be recapping AMI and BO's episode one through five because we started this podcast a little bit later. Um, And Ray, how do you say the names? Because I'm going to just be abbreviating them so I don't butcher the names. <laughs> so we got on the docket today, we got Ash Montic Intercom and we got Bad All New. I probably butchered that too, but it's okay. <laughs> But more importantly, we're going to be talking about my baby, Bora Bay, and my other baby, Ozan Bay. And we'll be talking about my worst enemy, Ozan. For I now. Love he, he has to do something redeemable, but Bora Bay is also my bae. He hasn't done anything yet to make me hate him. Yes, I don't trust him. I have a feeling in episode six he'll do that. How yes. dare you, miss? How dare you? I never even put Sirkan Bola as my profile picture, and he has had the honor of gracing my profile picture on Twitter. He better not disgrace this honor in episode six. Can I just say how proud I am of Ray Ray? Because this girl has never, well, before, she never watched B.O., and I sent her a pic of Bora Bay, and she was quick to put this as her profile picture. The love for him is real here. Yes, he's the only Disney male character I've ever liked. I hate everyone else except for Jem and I'm Tevin Lara, but RIP. RIP. <laughs> anyway, how are you guys feeling? This being our first podcast today. I'm really excited because our trailer just dropped on Wednesday. So shout out to that and to us because this is real and it's happening and I'm so excited. Yeah, so that being said, I'd like to say thank you so much. All the support we have is truly so meaningful to not only me, but to the girls itself. So again, we cannot say thank you enough. But let's just go right into it because we, you know, when um, I remember Ray, you know, messaging us girls in our group chat saying like, hey, you know, we need to pick a summer Dizzy to watch. And at the time I was like, okay, if there's any good. And I think the casting had just been dropped on um, Dizzy Law. And so, so, you know, we were waiting and then the trailers dropped and help me remember, I don't think BO, I know AMI didn't do it justice, um, but BO's trailer, was it, or Fragment, was it doing you justice did it intrigue you at all it was good but that picture like their promo picture bora bay has a big head and it looks photoshopped so I, my heart died when i saw that picture it's the literally the same thing with sancho kapama though Kadam's face looks super super like it doesn't even look like Kadam in that picture and so in Disneyland, we've concluded that the worse the promo pictures are, the better the Dizzy are. <laughs> as well as the fragments, the first fragment. And the worst the Dizzy Mayo looks, the hotter they're going to be, honestly. <laughs> well, the worse, the worse they look in a picture or in a fragment, the hotter they're going to be in the episode. Hello? Honestly, that is so true because the way I found the show is I was watching it on my Arabic streaming service. And listen, I pick, I pick TV shows based on how they look, yes. So I don't care about the story, it's just based off how they look. I was like, okay, this guy is not really that cute, but I'm just going to watch the show anyway. And I go in and I was like, okay, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I never did you justice, Kadam. I apologize. Kadam, we love you so much. And Hande, I, I think I'm a little bit more in love with Hande. I love them both. 
And you might be asking, like, oh, you're talking a lot about SEK, if any of our listeners are. Yes, um, we'll talk about SEK here and there, but really our main focus of this podcast is to talk about AMI and BO, just because those are the new series of the summer, as well as we'll also talk about other Dizzies, but we just do have a special place in our heart with SEK because that is how um, we all met and all met our friends um, through, like, the GCs and stuff. So you will be hearing us talk about SEK and Kedam and Hyundai um, probably, you know, throughout our episodes, but the main focus that we'll be discussing and deep diving into are is the AMI and BO episodes moving forward. So with that said, what DZ do we want to talk about first? Ashk Mantic Intercom. My show, which by the way is on the le- was on the leaderboards of all the categories last week. So I'm pretty excited to talk about this show. Yes, me too. I'm excited to talk about my favorites, Edward Cullen and Ron Weasley, or as everyone else likes to call them, Ozan and Sinar. But those are like special nicknames in my heart. <laughs> so so let's start with a summary recap of where we where we started. Episode one. We meet our girl Estra, our queen our princess i look up to her and she basically starts out with seeing her parents restaurant burn down and her mother gives her some advice she's like estra don't marry for love marry just to have a comfortable life so estra quickly seeing this and freaks out sees olzan and he's like you graduated college he's like yep you you got a job he's like yep let's get married and olzan has been in love with her his entire life it's like yep let's do it and so they then they get married so they get married and just sometime during their relationship ozan decides hey i'm gonna quit my job without telling estra and start working on our app and estra freaking out and is practical and she's like ozan how are we gonna pay the bills he's like it's okay we'll solve it through love because love pays bills that's not how it happens that is not how it works do not do our boy ozan dirty like that do not i will not not. i will not tolerate this summary right now i will let me take a crack at it let me let me take a crack at it so basically what happens after ray ray's full summary thus far um so he tells Ezra, he goes, you know what? We're going to work at it. Like the app will work because he believes in himself. He believes in his abilities. So he has all the confidence that this app is going to work. And as Ray Ray was saying, Ezra is a much more practical person. She understands his dream, but she understands that they have bills to pay and they have to have like the upkeep of the house. Um. So what happens is that Ezra has to start picking up different jobs. And she does like these jobs. Like she works at that one restaurant. I she starts like selling food on the street so they're just like you know these little small jobs that she's doing that they're barely getting by with and ozon on the other hand is working on this app day and night which leads to constant fights and arguments and just remember like these two individuals just got married they're newlyweds and they're barely navigating marriage and they already have this obstacle coming their way also marnie like they weren't i don't again like they weren't even dating it was really just she found him. Well, she didn't find him. She knew that he loved her from ever since they were little. And she needed a man to marry based off her mom's wishes. And she was like, hey, can we get married? Which, by the way, can I applaud Dizzy's for the last year that they're not afraid for women to propose to the man? I think that is so just applauding in my mind, especially in this time. But again, like they didn't have a relationship, I thought. So they're already on that step one. And then to bring in like bills and stuff. It's hard. It could probably be very hard which i understand how ezra was feeling at the time 
which girl it was hard because they got divorced and then it ended in such a bad breakup and it was heartbreaking so ozan went his separate way ezra went her separate way and then i believe it was two years about two years right that they haven't seen each other yes so it was two years we haven't seen each other and uh and maneshka astra's mom picks up the newspaper plastered on it ozan's face why is ozan's face plastered on it his app finally made it big and he is now a multi-millionaire daddy um, is a millionaire yeah yes Edward Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> oh right your nicknames for them um yeah he's a millionaire however ezra is living my life living with her parents um and working a job yes and upon right away when her family sees this they try to hide away the newspaper but she happens to see it has this huge freak out is so upset because basically ozan was able to work on his app all this time because of her because she was supporting him and providing for him and so esther then she has to go to work while she's all revved up and mad about this and then as she's serving this table these couple of three or four guys are talking about ozan's ex-wife they don't know it's ezra but they're just talking about ozan's ex-wife how she lost out on ozan basically all this really bad stuff about her and ozan and so, apologies Estra hearing this gets really upset gets out of physical altercation and she ends up in jail and who's gonna bail her out of the slammer oh zombie why does he have to bail her out of the slammer because they don't believe that she's ozan's ex-wife and the only way that they would believe it is if ozan came down there and bailed her out herself and he does he well it's because her best friend zaynep calls him but even when she's gonna call him because she doesn't have like they haven't seen each other in two years even zaynep the best friend of ezra hasn't seen him so she's like you know what i have his old number I'm just going to call it, but she doesn't really think much of it. Like she's just calling him just because she's pulling at any type of strings to try to help Ezra get out of jail. And what do you know? Ozan still has the phone and he answers it. And Zainab tells him your ex-wife is in jail. And the only way that they're going to release her is if you come down here. And this is the only time I will give Ozan Bay rights in the show. He goes down there, bails her out, and he loses his right 10 seconds later when he gets in a in an argument with Ezra. Well, okay, okay. I just think, you know, seeing each other for the first time after two years and after such a horrible breakup, there's bound to be, like, bad blood there. So both of them were really upset at the other. Ezra was upset at Zainab and at Ozan because he showed up and it's like he sees her in that state and she's kind of, you know, a little, she feels a little humiliated. And then Ozan, he doesn't want anything to do with Ezra because his heart is was completely broken. So he goes and it's kind of like a inconvenience to him. And when she gets released from jail, I correct me if I'm wrong, he's kind of being like all snobby about it. Yeah, he wanted her, her to say thank you. But she does. She says thank you. And he was kind of like, it was no problem or don't. Or was he like, don't make it happen again or don't make it a routine, basically. Yeah, like not to make it a habit. And then that's, yeah. that's where the fight starts. Because Ezra is a strong, independent woman. And she was just like, look, I didn't call you, basically. It was Zainab, which true, it, it wasn't her. It was Zainab who called, which she was grateful. But that kind of leads on to how the relationship is going to be throughout the series, which we kind of could figure from that. So 
couple days later, um, Ozan decides to call Ezra to come to his office to talk. So Ezra thinking, hey, he wants to talk, probably just, you know, catch up the last two years, maybe apologize for how he acted in front of the jailhouse the other day. So she gets all ready and prim and proper as she is, goes to his office and it's not what she expected. He serves her a contract and a check. And the contract basically states that you will be out of my life. You will not talk about our marriage. Um, Here is $500,000 is how I took it in money, uh, Turkish money. But again, I don't know what the correct lira was. She signs the contract and then she rips up the check like the boss she is and says, I don't want your money. I never wanted your money. I just thought you wanted to talk and maybe apologize for how you acted and maybe um, say thank you for what I did for us during our marriage and then walks out as she should. As, as she, she should, <laughs> and she decides to do the best thing possible. So she finds a flyer that says they're looking for interns, and she's like, "You know what? I want to be in Ozanbe's face every single day until he acknowledges that I was the reason, I was part of the reason for his success, and that he apologizes to me." And so what she does, she applies for the internship. Now she's thinking, "Hey, Ozan, no way Ozan's going to be part of the internship hiring process. So I'm going to sneak into his company, get hired, then I'm." show up into his face and what do you know she walks into the interview and who's sitting at that table no she was sitting at the table and ozan walked in remember oh yeah and then she had to like pretend like to hide and she was about to walk out and then i was like miss do you have a problem that i'm here and she turns around and ozan's face was like oh my gosh that's my ex-wife And that is how we get the buildup of this show. And they are literally the Katy Perry song, Hot and Cold, this couple. (laughs) They are just fire and ice. And it is so hot to see because it's like, I don't know about you girls, but I love second chance romance. And it's like kind of like a second chance romance with kind of like enemies to lovers all over again. And then we had a little, like, I think maybe like a little bit of a revenge plot because um, Rere was saying that Ezra wants to kind of be in Ozan's face and be like, you know what, I'm going to be so up in his face and like wherever he is, he's not going to be able to see, like he's always going to see her. So she just really wants that apology and Ozan just wants her to get the heck out of his company. So she's doing stuff on purpose to get him kind of like annoyed and then he's doing stuff to her to just get her out. Yeah. Yes. And basically, it goes through the episodes, and we and we meet some other characters. We got Machalga, who is Ozan's business partner, played by Melissa Dongle, who we obviously we all know from SEK. We got Sinar, her twin brother, who basically asks his father for a small loan of one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> just a small loan. Just a small loan. Tiny, <laughs> tiny. Basically, a small loan of one million dollars, and his dad's like, bruh. You, you have never worked a day in your life what makes you think you can run a company and he's like if you want to prove yourself that you can start your own company you're gonna go work in this company as an intern no one is gonna know who you are and you're gonna prove yourself for six months if you do that for six months i will give you the money so he goes and he applies to the company and he meets Estra, and that's where he starts getting the feels for her no and- they, they were friends at first they started as a friendship they met no i wouldn't say so he he not as a friendship they met attracted to her for sure like right off the bat he was definitely attracted to her right off the bat because originally he meets her when estra is basically running out of the company after ripping out the check but they don't really develop their friendship until they're both working at this internship internship in the sales department we also who else do we 
we got Mimi in episode one. We meet Iko, Esther's brother, and they have the best sibling relationship ever. And I know because I have an older brother, and I'm like, yes, we fight exactly like that. And we have Maneshke, and I forgot Esther's dad's name. And we also got, we meet Zumra. My favorite. She's and, my idol. And Alif, which is Ozan's sister, and Teze, which is um, Ozan's aunt. And one, oh, one of the things I forgot to mention is we've also seen Chana, not Chana, Kalga, sorry, also in love with Ozan. And that's where we start in episode one. And so, ladies, you guys want to recap where we're at now in episode five? Yeah, episode five was my favorite episode so far. And I think it's like episode five supremacies for Dizzy's for some reason. Like, it was my favorite episode. The angst, the comedy, it was all there. We see Ozan realizing that he might lose Ezra because Janar has confessed his feelings to Ozan about Ezra. Little does Janar know that Ezra is Ozan's ex-wife. So you can definitely see the jealousy fuming in Ozan. And he's like, I need to do everything I can to stop Janar from seeing Ezra, which he does. And Ezra, on one hand, is also feeling, um, I would say she's having like uh, questioning if Ozan is seeing someone at the time. Like in the beginning, she's like, are you seeing someone? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, are you? And he's like, maybe. And then he says, like, this is none of your business. Like, we won't talk about it. And then leaves. But then he kind of, like, feels like a little relief. Like, oh, she's she she wants to know about my relationship. But you can definitely see more of Ozan trying the jealousy more. The male chasing the female at this time. I love it. Ozan is just, like, he has, like, murder in his eyes right now for uh, Jannar. Even though him and Jannar are besties, that's his ex-wife. Jannar just confessed to him that he is starting to fall for Ezra. And, yes, just seeing how he's getting, like, all the jealousy, all the angst, it is so good. And my favorite scene, my favorite scene throughout this whole episode was when they were at the office. And um, I think it was... um. Ozan was like doing everything possible so that Ezra and Jannar did not go out on the field together. So he kind of like made his secretary call her back. And Ezra's like catching on to him. Like Ozan thinks he's pretty slick, but please, our girl Ezra, she's on top of it. And I would have to say my favorite scene from episode five was during the hospital, absolutely, where Ozan, Ozan Bay finally is like comes to man and he's just like, Ezra step outside let me i can handle this guy he's finally standing on his own two feet and it was like Allie, um guy baby girl she, she said it gives her mafia vibes and i was like yes i agree now i need them in a mafia dizzy right now wait wait wait. don't we is- always need him in a mafia dizzy isn't that <laughs> what we always come down to is a mafia dizzy <laughs> am i hearing ray ray give compliments about ozon right now what actually there's another compliment ray that you've missed and you've mentioned this about not just ozon but the actor that plays ozon ilhan you really like his acting correct you've mentioned that to me oh my god so old i can like gush about him for his acting for like so long because although i think he looks like edward cullen which he does 
and I won't deny that because other people on the TL have told me that too. His facial expressions are so amazing that I cannot praise this man enough for his facial expressions about how he just switches them on and off. He has different facial expressions. There's different types of sadness you can tell he's feeling. There's different types of happiness you can tell he's feeling. It's just so amazing to watch on screen. He re- yep. he is so talented. Like he really is. Like the way Ray Ray like described his acting and his facial expressions expressions, you can totally see like just the acting ability that Ilhan can portray. And without even speaking, he is able to let the audience know exactly what he's feeling. Honestly, his ex- facial expressions have made me feel like, for example, in the in episode five in the in the hospital when. I was about to call it say Bursu when Estra comes and hugs him and he just gets this moment of like pure happiness on his face. I was like, oh, I'm going to feel happy for you for two seconds and I'm going to go back to hating you because you need to do something of greater awesomeness for redemption in my eyes. Well, he was like it was kind of it was kind of leading to that. Like when I saw him at the hospital, I was like, I was like, oh, my God, like he's actually going to take accountability um, for his mother because it was his mother. She paid a man to say that he got poisoned from Ezra's mother's cafe. And so now Ezra's parents' cafe was under investigation um, by the probably the house department. So they were most likely going to lose their business because the man was going to do a lawsuit. And poor Maneske, like when she was just crying, I felt so bad for her. And then poor Echo, he like comes up to his mom and he goes, no, mom, it's okay. I'm going to take care of you. And she starts laughing. She's like, oh, my God, this is why it's so good to have children, because in moments like this, they can just make you laugh. (laughs) This like poor Echo. That's why. (laughs) Go ahead, Ellie. No, like I thought that was like a great moment of Ozan because he wasn't mad that because his company was at risk too. like in the beginning, like when the the health department, the police got involved and stuff like the the app was at risk because uh, Ozan and Janar, um, you know, recommended the restaurant for the app. So he wasn't worried about his business. He was worried about his in-laws business the most. And that's what I just like, oh, my gosh, he still has him in his heart because even when he goes to the village, I mean, excuse me. When he goes to the neighborhood, he always looks at the restaurant. He always smiles at um, Ezra's mom. Like he, he still has heart from them, and that I'm just like, okay. Like he calls it just, her Anne. Yeah, he calls her mom. Correct. Like he calls her Anne. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. Thank you for reminding me. Like he calls her mom, and so you know that he still has hope. I think into maybe rekindling because Ozan's mom and Ezra's mom are at battles and wits right now. So. He probably hopes one day to just like live peacefully, maybe. Um, you cannot live peacefully with the way Zoom Root is. Like, let's let's be honest. Zoom Root is that's like, true. She's not. She doesn't even go from zero to a hundred. This lady is always at a hundred, and she is just. I mean, before I believe when we saw her in episode one, I just thought she was so entertaining. I loved her. I loved like her gold bangles that she would always like shake around because she just wants everybody to like know and hear that she has gold on her and how expensive she is. I thought that was such amazing detail to add. And you can tell that she's probably gotten some direction where she needs to keep shaking it. She even goes to sleep with it. She goes to sleep with them. And then when in episode five, actually, too, when basically Ozan is like, you're going to have to work at this restaurant to... Uh, to pay for what you what you've done to Maneshke, 
and Manesh is like, you need, and why he does to make sure his mom does this, he, he takes away his mother's credit cards. He cuts her off because Ozan is now the parent and Zumru is now the child. And he cuts her, he cuts her off. And what she has to do is basically work. And Manesh is like, in order to work efficiently, you need to take off these bracelets. And she has this entire Sophie's Choice moment where she's like, the bracelets are the credit cards. Bracelets are the credit cards. The bracelets are the credit cards. And she's like, I forgot what I, and she's like, okay, I'll just take off my bracelets. And that's just like, I think her character is so well done. And she's, yes, I'm very mad at her right now because she did that to um, Maneshke, but she, she's an annoying dizzy mom and like not in an annoying dizzy mom way, if that makes sense. Not where like, oh my God, I just need her off my screen right, right away, a la double A and Sanchal Kapama, where it's like, <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. I agree with that because even though like she did something horrible, like I I am really upset at Zoomroot right now because <laughs> it's like I don't like what she did. It's like you have all this wealth. Uh, excuse me. Your son has all this wealth and you're you go to a village, your the village I used to live at, and you're flaunting your your riches and your furniture and your house and how like shopping because she goes shopping every day. And then you you pay a man to try to ruin the reputation of a working class family, like their cafe, that's their livelihood. That's what they rely on to feed themselves, to pay the bills. So I'm really upset with her. But I I, I do believe that there is going to be a redemption arc for her because I do see Ozan and Ezra getting back together. And I'm hoping because I love Maneshke and I did really like Zumru. And I would really love to see them as besties one day. That's like my goal. Like that's my ship. My sh I love Ozan and, and Ezra, but my ship right now and what I want to see is Maneshke and Zumru become besties. Okay, but yeah, that might be at the final, Marnie. That might be at the final episode. Well, then, girl, I'm gonna be right there watching, cheering, crying like Zumru and Maneshke. I stand, I need them to become friends. I think you might have to write that fan fiction, babe. No, uh, but can in we my just, dreams, then, yes. But can we just imagine that? Let's see if we so, like, I think we've seen in Sancho Kapama how it's in part of Middle Eastern tradition. That the man has to go and ask for the woman's hand at her house, basically ask the elders, hey, we want your daughter's hand for our son's hand, and they say yes or no. Can we just imagine if we get the scene here, and these two, and Zumra has to go over to their house, going to ask for Estra's hand? I oh my god, so they will- bad. They're going to have to, like, drag Zumra. Like, she is not going to want to, but, oh my god, that is going to be hilarious. That no. restaurant's going to end up in a second fire. From that, <laughs> oh, for that. sure. Did for you sure. See, did you see the two fightings like already occur? Like those fightings were hilarious. And then you just see Ozan standing there like, what in the heck is going on? Then he just kind of just gets used to it and things like that. But Zumrud is still like in her little like sneaky ways because she's over here working at the cafe because she has to, you know, make mm -hmm. up for what she did. And she, this woman, like, I don't, I think she adds like so many spices to Maneshke's, like her most popular soup. And there's a guest at the restaurant and he tells Maneshke because Maneshke sees that he's making a face. And she's like, um, what's wrong? And he's like, y your soup. He's like, where did you bring it from? How? And she's like, no. And she goes and yeah, Maneshke, I mean Maneshke, Zumru added so many spices to this soup. So she's still doing like, she's still plotting to ruin Maneshke in like the little ways that she can. But Maneshke knows that if she tells Ozan or she like kind of threatens Zumru with telling Ozan something, um, Zumru's kind of like, you know, whoop, like whip back into 
like into like order or something. So it's just funny to see their interactions with each other. Well, that led me to my favorite scene of the episode five was when um, Ozan and Ezra, it was right after the little fighting, they were arguing in the street about like, your mother did this. Well, your mother did that. And I was like, you guys are still so married. And it was just so funny to like see them arguing about their past, which kind of leads me to believe um, about their divorce. I have a theory that I think it has maybe something to do with Ozan's mom, like if she said something to Ezra, because I find it hard to believe on based off what you know again this show is based off a k-drama we didn't mention that but most of you guys know this show is based off a k-drama and knowing us that we couldn't know uh we wanted to know what happens uh some of us did watch the k-drama so we do know one reason potentially of the divorce but i think that ozan's mom had something to do with it like she said something or she did something that just also like triggered ezra to be like okay maybe i need to leave or we need to break up for this personally that's just what i'm feeling Can I just mention one thing is I'm not taking credit for this. I did see a tweet that said this, but one of the things in their last, in their their basically married couple fight was um, Ozan's like, Esther, I apologize. It's like, you don't wear the watch. You didn't, you never wore the watch that my mom gave you. And actually, I think it was in episode one when Ozan is going to pick up his phone and and you open the drawer and see the watch is in there. I saw that. No, I saw the tweet. So shout out to whoever wrote that, like add us on Dizzy Podcast, at Dizzy Podcast on the TL, uh, because we want to give you credit to that. No, I did see that. He kept the watch. So again, like he still has that connection with his in-laws and that then that life. He's he doesn't want to let it go forever, which leads me back to the snow globe in episode two um, that Ezra found in his apartment. Ezra gave him the snow globe for his birthday and again, went back before their divorce they had little money and she spent her money on this snow globe to give him and he's like oh this is so beautiful and i was like and she was just like all shy she's like i hope you like it i did not have much money to spend and in that moment i was like ezra loved him like in that moment i said ezra loves him because nobody spends you know you're make trying to make ends meet and you have little pennies or dollars that you have and you buy it on a present for your husband like she loved him and that's why i bring back to like the fragment did it dirty because you didn't see that you thought that she just got married to him to get married to him kind of like a gold digger kind of vibe we got but in reality she really did love him because she worked three jobs for him so i just wanted to put that out there that he's still holding on to the past and one of the important things i think that was we forgot to mention is the reason reason ozan is so upset is because when they're getting divorced ezra's like i never loved you but through what ellie mentioned like the snow globe and through and through the fact that she worked like two three three four jobs for him yeah yes it just shows she did love him and it gives me and it kind of brings me to my why i don't like Ozan rant that I needed to do on this podcast is the difference between Ozan and Estra is that Ozan shows his love through words of affirmation and thinks of love as some sort of Disney prince fairy tale where love is some magic spell that can solve all and will turn the ice kingdom back into a green forest while Estra is more practical she might not be as forthcoming with her love and things like that but she definitely ain't gonna do what she did for Ozan for just anyone. She just showed it. She that's how she showed her love for Ozan by sitting there and taking care of him. And yeah. one of the go ahead. Oh no, you go. <laughs> and one of the things in episode five that really upset me is and why I continue to dislike Ozan. And he's like, with love you can solve all. With love, love can do anything. Love can solve all. And Esther sitting there, she's like, 
love can't solve all and like you have like she has a more realistic view on it and that's why i love her character so much because at the end of the day your landlord is not going to be like oh you two love each other it's okay if you didn't pay rent for three months you can stay here it kind of reminds me of that quote i've heard which like you'll survive off love nope you'll starve which is true and i think that ozan's mind was like this app was going to work for them and they were going to give them the life and that's all he thought about Really, he thought about the future and not the present of what's going on. Well, I think Ezra, again, this big miscommunication between both of them that Ezra just thought all he cared about was his app. And he didn't appreciate her during those times where she was working three jobs. But then, like, at the same time, where would they even find the time to have those conversations? Like, they could have made the time, of course. But Ezra was always working. And Ozon was always on his computer working on that app. So they were both just super busy in their own little worlds. And they never had like that sit down, like that conversation of at least it didn't show it like in the flashbacks, it didn't show it. But I don't think that they ever really had that time um, and were able to communicate. Um, And they're both really hurt now. So like in episode, I believe it was episode three or four. um, Correct me if I'm wrong, girls, where... Ozan brings Ezra into like the dream home that they talked about when they were married and he's like showing her around and she tells him she's like wow you you really did it like this was the dream house that I told you about and he said yes I did it but I'm gonna find someone who's gonna appreciate me and who's gonna love me and who's not gonna be a gold digger and as he's telling Ezra this there's tears in her eyes because she's just so heartbroken because Ezra really did love Ozon and Ozon really did love Ezra and they're still currently in love with each other but their communication is just still so bad. I totally agree with that. I do think that their communication is off but let's just go back to the end of episode five when communication was at its worst was when you know Ezra literally said I am just friends with Janar and Ozon thought that was like you are Remember we, uh, somebody quote, uh, quote tweeted it. Um, sorry, hold on. Let me redo that. It agrees to the miscommunication of episode five where Jan- Ozan is at his like breaking point of jealousy between Janar and Ezra. And Ezra goes to the room to discuss to Ozan about what happened about the marriage app. Well, he's talking about how she's been acting in front of, how she's been acting with Janar in front of him. And literally Ezra states, I am just friends with him. And I've told you that there is nothing between us. And then Ozan proceeds to say, um, you're not, you're, you're not in a relationship. You are having it off with him. And then she slaps him, which again, I love Ozan Bay, love him, but he deserved that slap after that comment. And then you could see the actual, like when she left, you could see like his face of like, oh my gosh, what did I just say? It was like a face of instant regret. Exactly. Instant regret. And, you know, he goes and finds her. And then we end off with Janar coming to Ezra's rescue and holding her hand. And that's where we leave it. And there has not been a fragment. So we have no clue what's going to happen. And I've been losing my mind. Probably like everybody else. (laughs) Well, I have a clue what's going to happen because I'm impatient. And I watch the K-drama to see what happens next. (laughs) Don't tell me yet. There's a lot of breezing on the, someone's breezing on their mic. Okay, I think, okay, I think we're good. Okay, yeah, that was me, I apologize. Oh, no, you're good. It's no problem. So that's where we end, we end off on episode five. I'm really enjoying the series. I, again, like, it's my baby right now. I, you know, said I wouldn't get obsessed with another Summer Dizzy, but here I am having weekly breakdowns, making edits, now having a podcast. It's taken over my life, but honestly, I 
I wouldn't wish for anything else, really. I think it's hilarious. Like we, we, the three of us said that we were not going to get obsessed again, like we did with SCK, uh, because SCK had us like by the throat. We were absolutely obsessed with it. We love SCK so much. It's always going to have a special place in our heart. And so the three of us were like, nope, that's not going to happen again. Um, we're not really interested in these DZs. And then guess what? We got caught by the throat again by two of them. And let me just say this. I told myself I was going to get a life after SCK. <laughs> Jokes on me. I am right here talking even more about Dizzy's. And me, I always watch these Dizzy's in Arabic if I can. And I have an extremely short attention span. And to say that I can sit down and watch these two-hour episodes. Yes, it takes me a week to watch a two-hour episode. That's okay. But I finished them. when I haven't been able to finish a full Turkish series yet. Turkish says a lot about the quality of these Dizzy's. Most definitely so that leads us into our second show that we've been watching which is bo or how do you say (laughs) otherwise known as my baby my freaking like obsession it has me by the throat the hair the feet the toes it has me hooked like completely and it is about a girl named ada and she meets this man I believe it's at her college and he's going around to other girls like telling them that he needs to find a wife because he's not from Turkey. So if he doesn't, I believe he has about like 90 days or something or he has to leave the country. So he wants to get married with a a Turkish girl. And Ada jumps at this opportunity because she's a big dreamer. Um, She loves love and she thinks if she marries this man then he's going to fall in love with her and she's going to fall in love with him during their marriage. But it turns out that that was not the right choice for Ada to make because this guy is such a sleaze. He, you know, isn't working. Ada drops out of college to support her and Ruzgar. Um, Again, sorry, again, a female empowered woman proposing to a man and quitting college and her dream for love and to make a marriage work. Bravo. She's supporting him. She's working multiple jobs. She dresses up as a chicken at like a grocery store selling what I'm assuming is chicken. And she's just she's doing everything for this man because she really wants to make her marriage work. And what we come to find out is that there is a curse in Ada's family. And that curse is, is that if you don't make it work with the first person that you fall in love with, then you are going to be unhappy for the rest of your life, which is why Ada is doing the absolute most because she's trying to make it worse work. So that she doesn't have to have that curse happen in her life. But as we said, Ruzgar is just an absolute sleazebag. And he does not treat her well at all throughout their whole marriage. And was it, did they go to like an immigration? Was it like yeah, an immigration honestly, office? All he sees her as is his green card. That's exactly what she is to him. It's just so sad. And so basically, they go to this immigration office, and Ruzgar shows her shows the immigration officer. He's like, "Yeah, he look at this ring I got for Ada." And Ada's like, "Oh my god, he's gonna propose for real. He's really in love with me." She, she's sort of like Ozan in a sense that she has this fantasy about love, but it's okay when she does it because I love her. Not when Ozan. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, I'm having double standards. <laughs> but no, she. I no, no. I I see more Ezra on her because she's the one that's like, yeah, she has her fantasies about love, but she's still trying to make the marriage work, and she's working her butt off to try to make it work. In that sense, the difference between uh, Ozan and Ruzgar, whatever his name is, is that Ozan kind of had a future plan. Ruzgar just saw her as a green card. 
Yeah, but what I think is like similar in their sense is she's try she tries to make the marriage work, but also throughout the series she's trying she's still trying to get him back just because she because she has like oh I love him and even though this is not gonna be working like I need like it's working in my eyes for some reason I don't know if that's the way I interpret it. I think it goes back to the curse that she's more afraid of, and so she just wants to make that work because she wants to prove. Um, maybe not prove to herself, but she just wants, she, she, how do you say it, Marnie? You, you said it perfectly when we, we past talked about this first episode. About the uh, curse. What did I say about the curse? Okay. You, you said something <laughs> about like, this is her drive and like, it doesn't matter. She, all she cares about is making this work and oh, it doesn't matter if she's happy or not. She just cares about making it work pretty much. So what happens is, is that it's this family curse. We don't know how it came about. We don't really know. We just know that there's a family curse and that the women in her family, because that's what it showed in the show. Um, it was like her mother, her aunt, her other aunt. If they don't fall in love with the first person, then they get cursed and they have bad luck. And one of her aunts was fortunate enough to find a man and have a happy marriage with him. Her other aunt, unfortunately, was about to get married to a man. And it turns out that he was already in a relationship with another woman and had kids and they like show up at the wedding and then after that she's about to get married to another man but he doesn't even go down the aisle with her he like you know he beelines out of there and now i think the aunt is just like kind of keeping away from being in love or she's just like you know what's the point like this curse is just every single guy that i'm with or that there's like a potential future the curse ruins it so Ada, I just think that she's just so afraid of this curse happening to her that she's willing to just kind of make it work with Rosgar, even though she knows that this man is not for her and she deserves so much better. She They're married, correct? Like they're actually, actually married? No, yeah, that's how you guys said this trip. No, yes. because I remember when he when he brought the ring to the immigration office, I didn't know why he would bring another ring if they're already married. I think maybe because to make the marriage, I think what it is is he needs to make the marriage more believable. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So when she's really good to Rosegar, she's a very good wife to him. Um, She's very attentive. She's supportive. She looks after him. Um, So she texts him and she's like, hey, like, I'm going to go visit you at work or something like that. So she shows up to his to his office and she, you know, lets him know that he, that she's there. So she sees her husband come out with this other woman and she's just like, well, you know, think much of it as of right now until this woman kisses him on the lips and she is in complete shock and she just she's so heartbroken and then the show does a rewind and then we get to bora bay and bora bay is this he's like what like the director the ceo of like this magazine or like the, where they write articles and he is an absolute just a hottie for sure but he is going undercover as i guess the ways that women are willing to kind of like change themselves for men, even in the most ridiculous ways. So he goes on a date or he has set up like this date with this woman and he's telling this woman like certain things and she's saying she's agreeing with them. She's a vegan. He knows that. And he like tells her that he can only be with a woman that eats meat. And one of the Can I just that say that I was so turned off on that scene? I was like, this is what everybody is freaking out about this guy. Like what in the name? 
See, I was holding like when I saw that scene, I was just like, there's no way that this guy can possibly be like this. Like this is too, it's too extra. It's like too much. I thought that maybe he was being set up on a date with this woman by like his parents. And I thought trying- the same thing. Oh, really? I really did. I was like, because that's what a classic Disney thing is. It's the man gets set up by a date by his parents. And I think, I feel like I've seen this happen at a Disney before where basically the parents are trying to set him up and it's like he wants he does and he is a character who doesn't believe in love so he's just trying to turn this woman off so he doesn't have to go back to his parents and say yeah i don't like this girl and that's when i'm like oh no this is actually something different and more interesting what he's doing yeah because then he tells her like um women are willing to kind of like lose themselves or to change themselves just for what for a man to give them attention and he was doing it for an or like a piece that he was working on but this woman, like, of course, like anybody would feel insulted and offended. So she gets up out of there because she's just absolutely horrified. But what Bora doesn't know um, is that that's at the restaurant that Ada's working at. So when we said earlier that Ada's willing to like really do everything to support Rosgar, she works multiple jobs as well. And that's like I see a lot of similarities between Ada and Ezra. Um, and I think Ali was saying that earlier. Ada was working various jobs and she was the waitress for Bora during this whole dinner date that he had. So she's absolutely disgusted by him. She wants nothing to do with him. When she sees him treating this woman like that, she's in her head. She's like, this guy's a sexist. He's a misogynist. And she wants to get like the tray that she has. So she wants to just like hit him across the head. But her best friend, Celine, like stops her. But unfortunately, Ada didn't hear the part where Bora was telling the woman that that's not really like his viewpoint. He's just working on like an article piece. So Ada has the worst first impression of Bora. But she thinks she's never going to see this guy ever again. And he thinks he's never going to see this waitress ever again. But they do have a pretty hot moment in that bathroom. I don't know if you guys when thought it was that pushed, hot as me. When he pushes her up against the wall. I was like, oh are you about to kiss right now? He And he had his shirt opened. Um, it was unbuttoned. And, and it oh wasn't blurred. No, it was so good. Like, I'm getting hot in here again. But it was just so good. And like, she like starts yelling at him. I love that. I love that about Ada's personality. She is so feisty and sassy. And she just like starts giving it to him. Well, not in the way we want with words. Um, But (laughs) not in the, that's for later episodes. But she just starts like yelling at him and like bickering with him. Um, as she leaves and like I said they really don't think they're ever going to see each other again and then we forward back to Ada finding her husband kissing another woman Ada gets so mad she sees red she wants to kill them all she has is her at her disposal is her cute yellow boogie and she is about to commit vehicular manslaughter until Bora smacks her in the face exactly and it's Bora and he like Oh my God, like just the way he was attentive to her. He's like, wait, it's you again. And while well, poor Ada's just like completely knocked out. The homegirl doesn't know what's going on. And then we get the hospital scene. Here's the reason why I don't hate Bora Bay so far. Is he takes her to the hospital, is very attentive to her, insists on taking her home, makes sure she gets home safely. And they are just, Itok and Samurai are so hilarious together. Samurai, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, is so hilarious. She's on Ilhan's level of amazing facial expressions. Oh, most definitely, yeah. But Ray, didn't you say this show is a living meme? Which it is. It's pretty It is. 
there's so many <laughs> memes that you don't even have to edit these the screenshots from the show to make the memes. They just are memes. And and so they have all these hilarious scenes at the at the hospital and takes her home. And basically later Ruzgar comes in. He's like, Ada, I never loved you. Basically, like the way you love me. Uh, you want me to. I loved you more of a sister. He's like, my true love is Tucci. And Tucci's just like, huh? She made that. He, and he, he, this man had the audacity to say, she makes me feel like a man. She just kissed you that one time. And that was enough to make you feel like a man. Like, are you joking? And by the way, Tuche has no feelings for Ruzgard. None. She is heavily obsessed with Bora, correct? Yes. The only reason that Tuche kissed Ruzgard is because her and Bora Bay have been friends for some years now. And she was told by her friend with the highlights that works at the same company that the only way to get Bora to like really um, notice her is if there's another man giving her that attention so that that way Bora gets jealous. So that's her whole plan. She's using Rosgar to get Bora jealous, but Bora doesn't notice her. Like he sees her as a friend, but that's it. Literally, Bora can say hi to Tuche and Tuche's like, he loves me. Bora can say, I'm going to lunch and Tuche would say, what time are you going to pick me up for dinner? Exactly. Like, lady, read the room. He doesn't like you. And he doesn't show affection to really much anybody, which I think that says a lot about his character. Except had- for our baby. Well, it's because it's because he's been hurt in the past. We don't really know what his past is. I saw someone did like a poll on Twitter and it said, like, what do you think is the reason why Bora says he doesn't believe in love? We know he was hurt. And so I think the overwhelming senses was that people think that he was in a relationship and he got cheated on. And that's so similar to Ada. Yeah, and actually, I was watching episode when I was watching episode four last night. Uh, they uh, his cousin Ali mentions a name, and Bora's like, "I don't want to hear it," and like right away sh- shuts him down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that at the end of episode four when they were at like the the garden and having lunch? Uh, no, it was in it was in the middle of episode four, almost f- towards the middle. Um, and so Ada. So we're going through, and Ada decides to. She's like, I'm gonna. She, Ada decides to pull an Esra. She's like, I'm gonna be Henrysgar's face every day until he falls in love with me for real. So she wants to be in. She basically wants to watch Ruzgar and Tuche. So she decides to get a job at the company that they all work at, and the only way she can get a job is speaking to Borobe. Well, based off their past encounters, Borobe is like, heck, no, I will not hire you to work at my office. But then knowing how they met, she has proof. Yes. And she has a video. Sorry. Yes. And she has a she has a video of what happens at the restaurant because and she has the full video showing how and a recap of what happened at the restaurant is basically of when bora just chews out this woman and makes her do whatever he wants and but at the end he's like hey i'm just doing an article about how women are willing to give up themselves for just to get married and then and he tells the woman is it okay if i mention this encounter in our article and the woman throws a drink at him but what happens is someone records this whole interaction and posts it on social media social media but they cut out the part where bora bay is just like hey, I'm doing this for a project. They So just now it just looks like 
Borabe is just this horrible man. And Ada finds this video after her first interview with Borabe where he's just like, I'll never hire you. She finds the video and he goes back to her and she goes back to him, I apologize, and says, hey, you have if you hire me, I will give you this full video to clear your name. And so she basically blackmails him to a, for a job and she signs a contract where he can't fire her for six months. And if he does, he has to pay her a certain amount of money. Correct. And isn't the company going into like bankrupt? So like this video is pretty important to him because if it does, it will ruin their like reputation some more. And the company's already like in going down enough as it is. Yes. So the company's already in troubled waters. So when he finds out that Ada has that video um, that can potentially save his company, because Bora, there was a scene where he's talking to like Tukche and like his team. And he's like looking at all the employees that work for his company. And he's just like, he's like, he's feeling really disappointed with himself. And he's trying to do whatever he can to save the company. And more importantly, to make sure that these people's livelihoods are secure. So when Ada, he gets a text message. Um, I believe it's from the manager of the restaurant. Because it was a manager who was the one who recorded that video for someone. We don't know yet at at this point. We don't know yet um, in episode one. And when Bora shows up at the restaurant, he sees Ada after telling her, no, you're not going to work for me. Like, do you think after like our first encounter, I would ever hire you? So he's so surprised to see her and she blackmails him. He has to end up giving her a job. She wants a job as a writer because that's her dream is to become a writer. Um, But Bora says, no, all we have is an assistant job. He's like, okay, if you don't want it, then fine. Like this whole video will blow over in a few days. And Ada's like, you know what? No, fine. I'll be an assistant. And so that's how episode one ends with Ada and Bora just coming into each other's lives. And it just starting one of the most like steamiest, most beautiful love stories that I haven't seen since Sencha Kapama. And that is why like that is why I'm just hooked with this story. I just think the characters are hilarious. Um, And I think they're so interesting. Like one of the things that I really like I am dying to know is what happened to Bora Bay. It is something that I'm interested in as well because I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? Like, you know, it's hard for you to smile. The only time he really is ever smiling is with my favorite character, Aleph, his niece, who I love so much. She's my favorite character. She I is tell so you guys cute. This. If it wasn't for the, like, if Aleph was in the show, it'd be hard for me to watch, let me just say. Um, but he shows really like emotion and love towards her. Well, ironically, so does Ada and Ada and her have like this great relationship, which just brings two of them closer together, obviously. And I really think like Elif, that is her mission is to bring Ada and Bora together because she sees it. Elif <laughs> does. Oh my God. I was watching episode four last night and a lot of people know is I don't cry during theses. I've never have. I'm still waiting till the day I cry. And yesterday was the closest I've ever come where Aleph is just telling her grandpa, when I look at Ada, she reminds me of my mother, of my mother's eyes. And she's telling the story of how she found the picture of her mother and her grandpa breaks down crying. And I'm just, I was just along with them, like feeling the emotions because Aleph is such a good actor for her age. Oh, she and is. I'm, yeah, great. And I'm so proud of her for that. And honestly, Ali, I think you need to talk about your theory that you had about that. Oh, yeah. So I have please. a theory about or about Bora and Ada's past. 
I don't, I have minimal proof. Okay. And if I'm wrong, please call me out. Like if you think this is crazy, please call me out. But this is just like how I feel and how I perceive it as. So, so Elif says to her grandpa, like, her grandpa's like, why are you so connected to Ada? Because they've been spending a lot of time together and Ada feels very, Ella feels very connected to Ada or Ada, excuse me. And Ella's like, every time I look at her, I see my mom's eyes and she shows her grandpa a photo and her grandpa starts crying. Well, that comes to mind, like she sees her mom's eyes. So does that mean like maybe somehow just like how I thought it was like, that's her half sister. And, you know, when we talk, when I first talked to you about it, you're like, that's not right, because that means there's blood relation between Bora. And I'm like, no, there isn't, because what would what would it be is that Ada never Ada's mom never really loved Ada's father. And so she left Ada's father and she married her real love, which was Bora's brother. And then they had Elif and then they that led to their passing. And so that is what I'm thinking because of just the connection as well as uh, her aunt's, uh, her, her uncle, Ada's uncle, when he was over at uh, Boros Bay's parents' house and they were talking, he literally said, he said, they could be twins. They're so similar. He said that about Ada and Elif. And so all these like m- little, what would you call them? Little hints. moments, hints are, were pointing at that. Ada and Elif have some relationship. I don't know how, but I just feel it because, first of all, when they first met, Ada found her in the closet and Elif didn't scream. Elif wasn't scared. She felt the connection and she felt calm and wholesome with her. Maybe I'm just overthinking it, but I really do think that there's a relationship there. I see. I see that possible because even Elif, like with with Ada's aunt, she feels such a connection to them. Remember, girls, like even Elif, like left her home to go find Ada to go be with Ada and then she met the ants and the ants brought her back and she felt like this instant connection and she felt comfortable and familiar with them and when they were gonna leave Elif was saying like no please like I want you guys to stay with me and if you guys leave I'll go with you so it's not just like with Ada it's with Ada's ants as well so it's like I, I, I can see this theory coming true that Ali came up with. And it just brings back to the curse because like the curse is if you don't marry the one you true love, you're not happy and there's a curse on you. So that's what I feel. I feel that maybe Ada's mom wasn't really in love with Ada's dad and she left and married the one she did love. And honestly, that picture they showed of Elif's mom kind of looks like Sunray. There you go. And maybe writers, if you're listening, um, this could be a plot for you guys. I'm just saying. I think this will actually happen and it'll be like something of a major reveal. And it'll be a whole like plot series where we get a little bit of drama. Well, it might be. Um, and this is how I could see them like tying it in. When Ada gets the job at Boris company, nobody knows that she was ever married to Rosgar because Rosgar also works at the same company. And so she's keeping this whole secret, this whole marriage secret from everybody. So I think that when Bora ends up finding out that Ada and Rosgar were married, it's obviously they're not going to talk like it's going to be heartbreaking. He's not going to want anything to do with her because we think that there's a possibility that in the past he was cheated on um, and lied to. So that's probably a really big deal for him. So when it comes back to them like reuniting, Ada's going to be there for Elif. And that's where like this theory might come into play where it's like, well, she's forced to now be in Bora's life because that's Elif is her sister. Oh, my God. Right, right. Oh, my God. 
I really think this is going to happen. I hope so, because I think that would be really the only explanation of why Elif is so, or Elif, is so connected to Ada. Like, she's five. Who's, you know, like, don't talk to strangers kind of thing. And she is so connected to Ada. Just so connected. And she is so adorable. And that's, Bora loves that. Like, Bora loves seeing Ada and Elif connect. And just, like, that's, oh, my God. How am I forgetting this? Girls, episode four, when Bora is, like, so annoyed with himself because, like, Ada and Elif are being so cute together when they're having breakfast. And Ada's, like, making her breakfast into, like, a little happy face. And that's one of the memes that came out where he's just like, I hate that I love her so much. Yeah, he's like so like it's so cute. Like he is so annoyed with how cute he thinks that they are. Um, and he wants nothing. Like in episode four, he's trying his best to like push Ada away from him and kind of like push her away from his family as well. But Elif is so attached to her that when Elif like you know goes into um like go leaves her house to go get fight Ada and to be with Ada. Um, the only way that she'll come back to her house is if Ada comes with them. So Ada ends up spending the night at Bora's house and they have like these really cute scenes um, with Bora and Ada and Elif and they're making, I think, like bunt cake. And they're like, they're starting to be such a cute little family. And I, Marnie, I sent you that j- gif. There's like a gif of all three of them. And I said directly, I said, I'm gonna get. I'm getting really emotional thinking about when they get to adopt her, if they ever get to adopt her, in maybe the future. Like that makes me emotional thinking about it. I am gonna start crying right now. Like, right? Isn't that just like thinking about it that they could adopt her one day? They're gonna be parents. It's gonna I be know. adorable. Oh and my it's gonna God. make her so cute. And also, I'm on the iTalk and Summer ship, uh, ship, ship right now. And what if they get together too? Then it's gonna be even more adorable. Then we're gonna get basically Hanker 2.0. Oh with, my like, God. With, with Maya and stuff with Elite. And I'm, I'm having a breakdown about stuff that's not even <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> These are all our wishes for the future right now. Because we've been, been so blessed with Hanker. Yeah, yes. Bora and Ada are just so, so cute together. And when you when you mix um Elif and Elif into it, it just makes it that much better. And Ali was actually, or was, I don't know if it was Ali or Ray who said, putting a kid into a rom-com Daisy just makes it that much better. A hundred percent, I think. Yes, it, putting a kid into the, like, honestly, like, if I want to speak about Sancho Kapuma, like, if Maya wasn't there, I wouldn't be watching season two. Like, I was, like, like going a little off topic um i personally wasn't happy with the season two with the way season two is going if maya wasn't there with her cuteness i would not be watching and if elif just uh elif i'm not sure of the actor's real name wasn't there i just think there'd be a special like magic missing from the show yeah yeah the magic of them bringing them together because she's related to ada oh my god we need this to happen like we really do dizzy vibes is on this clown train and we're not Come join on. us. Come yeah, join us. I'd rather get run over by that train because I don't want to jump off of this. Uh-uh. Like, I wasn't convinced of your theory before, Allie, but, like, the more we talked about it and the more we had added evidence to it, like, it, it's becoming more and more convincing. And especially the way Marnie said uh, um, that's the way that Bora is going to be forced to see Ada even more. I love it. Yeah, because I, I, I don't think Bora's going to let or I, I don't think Ada would keep continue working at the firm. Ray, your mic is next to your nose. You're breathing. Sorry. It's okay. 
Yeah, I don't think after um, Bora finds out the truth about Ada's re- relationship and her marriage with Rosgar, I really doubt that she's going to continue working at the company. So he's not, he's going to be like, you know, you're going to be out of my life. Like, there's no way you're going to be in my life anymore because you're out of the company. So if this theory were to come true, which we are being clowns and we really think it is, that's the way that Bora and Ada are going to continue being in each other's lives. And especially with the way episode five ended when Bora, like, well, when Tukche did that horrible thing and she was trying to take credit for Ada's article because, you know, she's a better writer. Ada did a better article than her and Tukche steals it. Bora doesn't believe her. How, how do you guys actually feel about that? Like, were you guys upset when Bora didn't believe Ada? It was kind of expected, I felt like, because, again, I think Bora's trying to push Ada away as much as he can because of his feelings. So he was like, this is an opportunity to see. Also, I think that... He is also kind of sidetracked of jealousy um, because he has noticed Rusgard and Ada being close in the office. But if you actually listen, if he actually listened to their conversation, he would know that it's a lot more than what he thinks. Yeah, like he uh, Bora is a pretty intelligent guy. Like he's already connecting the dots. So when I was watching episode five and I was looking at the way that like Bora was staring at Rusgard and Ada and then when um. When Ada's friend Celine, um, because the whole the whole reason why Tukche took Ada's article and claimed it as her own is because they were doing a piece on um marriages that are based off of getting green card green cards. And so Ada, I was putting her story out there, and so was Rosgar, but they couldn't let anybody know that these stories were actually about them. So Ada got her friend Celine to put a cardboard or no a brown paper bag over her head to hide her identity, but Bora ended up finding out because he took off the bag and it's Celine. And so back at the company, Bora tells Rosgar, don't tell Ali, which is Bora's cousin, who happens to have a crush on Celine, which is Ada's best friend. He tells Rosgar, don't tell Ali anything. And then Rosgar's like, no, 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 I won't say anything. He's like, good, because you should know more than anyone what it means to keep a secret. And he was really looking at Rosgar when he said that, like to see how he would react because of that. So I was already thinking, Bora it has suspicions that there's a possibility that Ada and Rusgar are having maybe an affair behind Tukche's back. Because throughout the episodes, Bora's even saying, like, why are you like so close to Rusgar? Why do you care so much about Rusgar and Tukche's relationship? So he's starting to put those dots together, but in the sense that he's thinking that they're having an affair. So when he shows up after finding out the truth that it wasn't Ada because he kept that paper that she wrote. It was like this piece that she wrote in episode one and she read to him and he likes crumbled it up, crumbled it up and threw it in the trash. He kept it and we finally saw that. And I just thought that maybe he was going to just kind of have a memory, like actually like be like, oh, okay, like I remember that she wrote a piece that was similar to this. But no, this man actually went into the trash can picked up the paper and he still had it he saved it so he runs to Ada's apartment and you just hear him knocking so hard he's just like knocking but oh my god Rusgar is right there in her apartment and he's drunk and this guy is just oh my god he's the worst and he even you know you guys know that saying where it's like you don't know what you have until you lose it that's what happens and like Rusgar tells Ada you were never bad to me you were always good to me because he's comparing her to Tukche now and he's realizing that Ada was such a caring loving wife to him and he's starting to appreciate her now that he's losing her and she tells him you know what just go shower get up you're gonna get your stuff 
you're going to get out of my apartment and then you're going to get out of my life because I don't want you anymore. And I was cheering so much for her because I was so proud. Full disclosure, I haven't gotten to, I've, I'm four and a half episodes in. I'm not ashamed to say that, but I've watched this, you know, just like, yes, queen, kick him out to the curb and throw and get another guitar and throw it out the window again. I would love to see it. Well, that made me realize in that moment, Ada was like, I'm done with the curse. She's like, I don't care about the curse anymore. Honestly, I'm tired. I'm again, she's tired. And she's like, I'm done. Leave my life. I don't care anymore if I'm cursed because I'd rather be cursed than to be and see you who A, treats me like crap and B, never gave a crap about me. Exactly. Our girl, like she was like, screw this. As Ali said, I would much rather be miserable and deal with this curse than have you in my life. But Ada is also a very kind-hearted person. Like she just, she just didn't kick him out, which you know I think would have been more than reasonable. I think anybody would have understood if she ended up kicking his drunk butt out of her apartment. But she didn't. She told him, you know, you're gonna take a shower and then you know you're gonna leave my life because I don't want you. So when Bora shows up at her house and he's like telling her these sweet things and saying like, um, what was he, what was he saying about something about her dreams and how like even the most impossible dreams can become reality and he's just staring at this girl like this is his dream like she's his dream girl and then you hear rosegar i don't even know what he goes he goes oh or something like that like just nasty because this dude's a nasty dude and then like boris bay's face just drops and he just looks devastated and then ada is just so like oh my god and you see rosegar in like this gray polka dotted rope i don't know what just looking like a skunk at this point and that's how it ends and that's where we are right now and i am dying to get to episode six his face anytime he sees rosegar in um ada together the angst person in me loves it the fact that and i hate this in myself that i'm still look it's five episodes and i'm not mad at bora yet well actually i haven't watched maybe i'll get mad at him when he accuses ada of yes <laughs> my dream <laughs> so my unique perspective on all disease are all men are trash and i ain't an apologist for no man and no dizzy well see girls like this is what i would have done if i was ada if I knew that Bora, like, he's showing up my apartment, I got this skunk face guy in my apartment that happens to my ex-husband, I would have been like, Bora, dude, like, we, like, get up, we're getting out of here. Dude, I would have jumped out of that second story window if it meant that I don't have to be next to Rosgar and I could go with Bora, like, oh my god, like, you girls know how much I love this man, and I love Ada, and I just want them to be together, and I want Ada just a little bit, just a little tiny bit to stop being so nice to Rosgar. Like she should have just kicked him out, but she is just such a cinnamon roll. That's what makes Ada, Ada. And honestly, I need to have a breakdown about her character. Yes, I'm, I have lots of breakdowns over this show. Her character is someone who I relate to on such a deep level. In terms of just making things awkward when you're just trying to fix the situation, in terms of just putting on a smile when you're really just sad and just forcing yourself to smile, because I think we both go by the phrase, fake it until you make it. Just when 
anything she does, I'm like, I see myself in her so much that I've never seen that before in a DZ character before. And so I love watching her character. I love how personal she is. I love like the humor she brings to the show and it's so amazing. Now I'm about to have like, I'm about to cry because I'm in love with her character. And Samra's beauty is such a unique beauty that I feel like she has, her face is so beautiful. Her eyes are so beautiful that I, that her, her whole existence is just like a unique look to all, all of DZ World. Full disclosure, I never watched her in Ramo. I didn't know she was in Ramo. Funny story, or funny story, she played with Ilhan in Ramo. So now they're in their most, now they are both in their own lead, Dizzy's as leads. How ironic. And they are killing it. Yes, they're killing it. Did you know that, Ray? I did, and I found that out last week, and I posted it on the TL, and I, um, and I absolutely, I loved it, and I now I need to go watch Ramo after these shows are over. Um, well, there's something else I wanted to mention. Oh yeah, I went off on a tangent, but just my final conclusions is his face is I felt so bad for him, but I I don't think I felt that amount of sympathy ever for Sir Kambola or even at this moment Ozan. But I felt that sympathy for him. He has a special place in my heart. He was finally being vulnerable, you know, um, like we said, we don't know his past. We know he most likely got heartbroken. So him opening up, showing up at this girl's door to apologize to her, um, to tell her that even like the most impossible dreams can become reality and just be just be genuine, you know, just be there, be present, be vulnerable. And to have that like in his most vulnerable moment with the girl since his heart broken, I don't know how many years ago, another man to be there in an apartment with the girl that you're falling in love for. Like, I can't even imagine that heartbreak. But one of the things I want to talk about, which is leading into the fragment, is this show does not take itself too seriously. And I absolutely love that. You see that any like super serious scenes that are going to be taken like seriously and it's so dramatic two seconds later they're laughing like going into this we see in the fragment that ada being the queen she is is like i'm gonna she doesn't let this misunderstanding go on for like five or six episodes she's like she chases him down she chases borobay down on a scooter she like commandeers a man's scooter chases him down in order to clear up any misunderstanding they have and i absolutely love her doing that she's taking charge of the situation is not waiting for just Bora to get the picture well i could say the same because there's some spoilers for um behind the scenes of ami ezra does the same thing she goes and finds ozan which we see a lot of similarities between bo and ami and i think that's why we're so both passionate about we're all passionate about both of these shows because we do see differences but we also see similarities in the show and that's why we we became obsessed with them. I just want Ezra and Ada to like go out shopping and go to dinner and have girl talk and be besties. And I need Ozan and Bora to go to like counseling because they <laughs> they need help. The truth. <laughs> but but girls, oh my god, oh my god, the second fragment for bo was insane like the whole tl like was going crazy and it was so wonderful to see so many people go like being excited for this show um especially with that fragment like um i i 
was reading tweets about it and people are having like this theory since Bora, you know, he's the CEO of this like company that does articles and pieces on certain topics. Maybe they go to like a, a couple counseling sort of like retreat and then fake dating between Ada and Bora has to, you know, come into play. Um, and they have to act like a couple in this couple retreat. So we're going to get a little bit of like fake dating. And we get one pillow galior. No, you already know I'm going to freak out. I'm going to freak out. One pillow. Not not three. Not two. One pillow. Pillow. I love it. And this time he's spooning her. Oh my god, I know. And it <laughs> hurt. Her red dress, like when he's, you think he's gonna go like in his deep voice, like Guzel. Oh my god, I can't. I can't. Guzel. Oh, Guzel. I love it when he says Guzel. And he says it like every two minutes. So it's so satisfying. Oh my god. And she's I did wearing like, heels. Yeah, I did like seeing the jealous moment when they were practicing dancing in the, um, in the in the fragment when they were practicing dancing and he took to and he takes two shade he's like okay okay i can dance like remember in the in the yes. fragment so there is a jealous moment again dizzy men being jealous i love and ada I, too like ada gets really je- like she's gonna get really jealous they're both gonna get really jealous of each other and it's not even like a love triangle anymore it's just like a love square a hectangle the hectangle is not even a word hexagon and it's it's getting so complicated and this is like bachelor in paradise of dc's can i sign up i mean <laughs> i will gladly can i like... be the bartender exactly like you. let's go can i be uh chris harrison oh my god if uh, i'm just we're just so excited for next episode and we're so excited to recap it with you next week and i for one will be watching right when those subs hit and I can't wait to freak out on the TL with you guys all and scream about it with these girls. And we're going to clown. And what are we saying? Kiss Var next week? Kiss Var. I say for Kiss Var. Kiss Var for both. Or for both BO and AMI. Kiss Var. Yes. That's we, for yeah. you, Allie, out there at Allie. Allie. Kiss Var. No, no, no. Also for the ad bo- our Advor group chat, like those girls, they're manifesting stuff. Like that's what I love. Like we manifested a shower scene. We manifested the dip, the dance dip. So we're thinking, you know what? Let's just manifest a kiss and hopefully it happens in BO. AMI, I just, I want, I mean, I want to kiss an AMI, but more importantly, I want them to just have that vulnerable communication, like th- that conversation first. I think that will be a little bit more satisfying to me just because of how hurt our babies are. And even though I know exactly, because I asked this to my friend, Avi, shout out to Avi. Um, even though I asked her that when the kiss happens in AMI, exactly, and I know exactly what episode it will happen, I'm just hoping they go off script and just give us it sooner. Wait, you know when the kiss happens in AMI? Yeah, I know exactly what episode it happens, and I went and watched it in the K-drop. Oh. <laughs> well, the, yeah, this is like the one uh, Dizzy um, that I know of that I'm religiously walking, watching that is based off a K-drama. Even though I know SEK was similarly based off one, I think um, AMI with the K-drama is going like script by script and changing up a little bit things. Like they're yeah. focusing more on Ozan and Ezra in this case as i'm i'm seeing it as which is we love to see it we love to see I, it and i think i'll talk more next week about why i have such a huge problem with you know like as of now i don't think ozan or Ezra. i mean, i don't think ozan or Janar are good enough for Ezra. i want a third player to come in some handsome italian man 
Oh, always, oh, it's always, always Italian. Italian. Always, always the Italian. The Italians. The Italians are the greatest. We don't need an Italian for Ada. She has the most handsome man for out Estra. there. Yeah. No, no, but not for Ada though. For Ezra, yes, we need someone no! like. No. <laughs> no, because okay, Jannar, Yes, Ezra sees him as a friend only though. Like that's that's her friend. So he's not really a threat to Ozan, even though he thinks he is. So for someone to actually come in like Ray Ray's Italian mafia man that I think she wants, then bring him. Uh, but for Ada, I don't want anybody. Like we got the skunk, Rusgar, who's just ruining everything. And no, we just need Ada and Bora to just be together. Yeah, for Ada and Bora, I can't wait to see the ship sail. I want in AMI, I want things to spice up a little bit. I want I want a third player to enter the arena. Yeah, we need that. We need a little bit of like that spice. Like we need to see Ozan like really like dying. Cause he's already he's already dying to like be with Ezra, even though he's being very stubborn about it. But we need him to like really get pushed to really like tell her how he feels. We would have and to see it. We'll have to see it. So I guess this is it for episode one. Thank you guys so much. If you spent this entire time listening and made it to the end, thank you guys for supporting us on Twitter. Thank you to all our friends. I just want to give a couple shout outs um, to the Hankers group chat. Girls, you know who you are. And also the We Stand Circle Lot group chat. I love those girls so much. And I will talk to you guys next week. Yes, thank you so, so much to all of our friends and to anyone who showed us any amount of support on Twitter. It really does mean a lot to me and the girls. Art Life Girls, I love you girls so much. And to all of my friends on Twitter, we truly do have amazing friends. And we hope to even make more friends through this podcast. Um, And we really hope that you enjoyed the first episode of the Dizzy Vibes podcast. And I would like to say thank you again to the bottom of my heart. It meant so much to all, all the support we have we have received on the Twitter um, with the quote tweets and the replies. And just um, we're just so happy that you guys are wanting to join us on this journey. I would like to also like to thank all the people I've met in the AMI and BO fandoms. You guys are really amazing and you're making this summer memorable. So we can't wait to see you next week. And we can't wait for you guys to come vibe with us. Bye. Bye, everyone. We did it. We did it. Oh, my we God. Did we it. did it. Oh, my God. <laughs>